0: My first scripture reading comes from uh, Luke chapter 21, verses 25. And we were talking about this last week. In the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the signs and the prophecies in the Bible. What's been fulfilled and what's coming to be fulfilled and where we're at living at now, right now in our days. That's what we're going to talk about today, the fig tree generation. And I know I talked about it a little bit last week, but I didn't touch on it a whole lot. But today we're going to look at the signs that uh, the Bible tells us to look for, for this last generation. And so we're going to go through some of that today, if we have time. I doubt if we get through it all, because you can go ahead and plan on, we're going to have another message like this next week, too. All right, Luke 21, verses 25 through 36. Now, this is halfway where Jesus was talking to His disciples when they asked Him what the signs were of the end time and of His return. And so we discussed the first part of it, but now we're gonna go to the second part of it, if I can get this unzipped. Oh no. I got three new ones at home, I just like this one. Yeah, you got me this one years ago. You did. And I think Dina got me one and Megan's bought me one. So, but I got all kinds of Bibles, I just stuff them in there, so. Luke 21. Okay, now last week, remember, I talked about uh, Jerusalem. I'm going to go ahead and start in verse 24. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the time for the Gentiles be fulfilled. And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Men's hearts fell in them for fear for, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draws near. And he spoke to them a parable, behold, the fig tree and all the trees When they now shoot forth, you see and know of your own selves that summer is now nigh at hand. So likewise you, when you see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is near at hand. Verily, I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with subverting and drunkenness, And cares of this life. And so that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come upon all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch you therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass. And to stand before the Son of Man. The word of God for the children of God and all of God's children said amen. Amen. And see these verses here kind of jump out at me. Especially uh, verse 25. In verse 26, and there shall be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars, and upon the earth, the stress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Men's hearts fell in them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. That's where we're living at now. I mean, look at all the fear that is on people about global warming or climate change. Where they, where they want to do away with common sense and go crazy. People's hearts are felling them because of looking at the things that are coming on the earth and they call it this climate change and, and all that, but it's birthing pains. These are signs Jesus was talking about, about his return, what to look for, and how we know we're in this last day because of the fig tree. We talked about that last week. Israel is that fig tree, that nation. Okay, before 1948... All those years, people were saying, well, that's been going on, that's been happening, that's been happening. Yeah, but there was not, the fig tree was not there. So we wasn't in that time. But Jesus said to watch, spiritually alert, to keep an eye out. And a lot of people don't even pay attention to Israel. But that's who we're supposed to be watching. Now I'm going to go through some scriptures and give you some signs of this time where we're at that talks about Jerusalem and Israel when they're back in their own land again, after thousands of years. Let's go to Zechariah chapter 12 verses 1 through three. Now this, is in, uh, this book was wrote, uh, Zechariah wrote this in 487 BC, before Jesus was born, 487 years before the birth of Jesus Christ. And this is prophecy of this time. The burden of the word of the Lord for Israel, saith the Lord, which stretcheth forth the heavens and layeth the foundations of the earth and formeth the spirit of man within him. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling unto all the people around about, when they shall be in the siege both against Judah and against Jerusalem. And in that day will I make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people. All that burden themselves with it shall be cut in pieces, though all the people of the earth be gathered together against it. Right there, it's talking about Jerusalem, a burdensome stone. How many people have been hearing that name, Jerusalem, in the news? Israel. A burdensome stone. They're fighting over right now, Palestine, the Palestines and, and Israel, the Jews, you know, they're fighting over. They want them to divide the land and make two states there. And America is right in the middle of it. Now, it depends on uh, uh, what administration you got in there. One of them is wanting to make two state, uh, a two-state uh, solution there, but it's nothing but war. Palestinians don't want peace. They want Israel gone. So here they are fighting over Jerusalem today, even this very day. They're fighting over it. It's a burdensome stone. And then you've got all these nations coming in, trying to bring peace there, trying to calm it down over there in the Middle East, and it's not working because it is written. This is going to happen. This is what's going to happen. That's one of the signs. Jerusalem, a burdensome stone in these last days. And that's where we're at right now. Now let's go over to the New Testament and some other signs that we can be looking at at the times that we're living in right now. We'll go to Timothy, 1 Timothy 4, 1 and 2. Now the Spirit speaketh expressionally that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Now that first verse there, now that spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, depart from the truth of Jesus Christ, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils where they, com- they combine all this stuff together. And they even put Jesus in there and they make up their own religion. And that's where we're at. Everybody's pushed the truth to the side because people say that word can't be trusted. But the people who tell you that don't have the Holy Spirit. They don't believe in God in the first place. So why are people listening to unbelievers telling them about how the Bible is not true? I, don't, I can't figure that one out. The way I look at it, if, if you don't, believe in the Bible and you don't have the Holy Spirit don't talk to me about the Bible because you're duped you've been blinded by the God of this world and that's the devil this Bible is the word of God that's what God said about prophecy it'll prove that his word is the true word who can tell the ending from the beginning that's what God says in Isaiah 46 who only God could do that none of these other religions none of them and their books talk about prophecy. Because they don't know. They don't have a clue. They're clueless when it comes to what's happened. And what, where we're at. And what's going to happen. They all want to talk about how to, how to be good enough to get to God. Well this book tells you that we're none, none's good. That God came to us. Jesus saved us. We can't save ourselves. So you look at Prophecy. And you see what's been fulfilled. And so there's no doubt, no question that this is the faithful word of God. That this was spoken by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wrote this book from Genesis to Revelations. There's no doubt in my mind that these men that wrote this book was filled with God's Spirit. And they were just, God was dictating to them and they were writing it down. Here's what's going to happen. How, how could they know what's going to happen thousands of years down the road? Only God can tell that. And it's 100% accurate. His prophecies, 100%. Some of them are f- fulfilled to the day. And that is amazing. No other book, no other religion can do that. But see, I don't think, I don't look at God as a religion. I don't look at His word as religious words. I look at it as the truth. I mean, when you find the truth in your life and the world, why would you want to go follow something else when you know there's only one truth? See, Pontius Pilate had that same thing problem. He he was standing there and Jesus right in front of his face. He said, What is truth? And what did Jesus say? I, I am the truth. That's what he was talking about. I came to bear witness to the truth. And Pontius Pilate's like, well, what is truth? And Jesus just told him, I just come to bear witness to the truth. And all who are of the truth will hear my voice. Now there's another part of that scripture right there. All who are of the truth will hear my voice. Do you hear his voice? If you're of the truth, you will hear his voice. And evidently you do because you're here. You know, we come to church thinking we're going to go seek God. but Well, God is actually drawing you to himself. He puts his his hooks in you and he'll draw you to himself because he loves you and he wants to show you and he wants to tell you and he wants you to learn about him he wants you to learn his word so you're not left in the dark about what's going on in the world around us people look how many people has turned away from the church latter days some shall depart from the faith look how many people have departed from the faith and they're following lies of the devil. Or they go to some other r- false religion. And I'm not here to bang, beat up on religions. I'm here to pr- uh, present truth, the truth. I don't have no secret motives. I want us all to be prepared for what's coming in our lives and on this planet that we live on right now. And what God said in his word to look for so you're not left in the dark. Okay, so we've looked at a couple signs there. Jerusalem, right now, is a burdensome stone. Just like Zechariah the prophet said uh, 480 years before the birth of Jesus Christ. Okay, and here we are, we're living in those days. It, the fig tree's growing. It's starting to bud. It's blossoming, really. Israel is, is, is blooming. Back in the 1860s, uh, Mark Twain went there. And he walked through the whole land. He went there. He wanted to to go to the Holy Land. And he said when he was there, it's a barren, dead place. There was no trees. He said he walked the whole length of the land and he hardly seen one person. He said the ground was barren and dirt and sand and just rocks and desert. Towns destroyed hardly anybody. He said it's a desolate land, a desolate wasteland. Now look at it, it's fruitful. They produce most, a lot of the produce in the world. And it's amazing, this little tiny nation, you know how many people they got there? Six million people. We got that many Jews living in America. So God is doing great things over there. And he said, when I do this, it'll it'll be a sign to all the nations around that I am God and I'm doing this. So there's some of the signs. Let's go to Timothy, 2 Timothy, verses 3, or chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. And all, they all say the same. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Remember what Jesus said? Perplexity. Men's hearts fell in them for perplexity of the things that were coming on the earth. Well, Apostle Paul writing to Timothy, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Now, it's going to go through some descriptions here and, and the, the tell you the heart of man right now where we're at. Covenants, boasters, proud, blasphemy You know, blasphemy to me is when you say the word, this Bible is not the word of God. To me, that's a form of blasphemy. That's blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. But a lot of people don't see that, they just think it's another book. Disobedient to parents unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Now, we see that a lot right now in a lot of these churches. And I don't mean to be picking on people in the churches, but they have a form of godliness, but they deny the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. And they're, they're preaching that the power of the Holy Spirit is not accessed to us today like it was back in the Apostles' day. And that's what they're saying. But that contradicts everything Jesus said. The Comforter will come to you. He will be with you, and he will stay with you Forever. He will guide you he will he will show you things to come and then you hear these preachers saying well you know that was for them i don't buy into that a lot of people do do not deny the power thereof and we know that the preaching of the cross is the power of god for us that are saved but it's foolishness to those who are perishing but the power of the holy spirit with the power without the power of the holy spirit we're just a dead church. We're just playing church. We're religious people uh, congregated in a place like a country club. Getting talked to by the pastor lies about how you're gonna be good enough to get into heaven. We gotta have the power of the Holy Spirit or it's dead religion. We follow a risen savior, not dead religion. I refuse to follow dead religion. And I, you know, I hear about it and I hear some of these preachers sometimes and, and I don't even know how they became preachers. They don't even believe what they're preaching. And the scripture talks about that too. That's another sign of the times we're living in. And you know, Jesus told his disciples too when he was explaining this to him. the first thing he said is, Beware, for many will come in my name deceiving. Many. And that's where we're at. There's a lot of places say that they're following Jesus. What's the fruit show? Jesus said you'll know a tree by their fruit. Are they showing love and compassion and mercy to the down and out, the broken, the drug addicts, the people that are beat down by religion out in the street and that will never turn to God because religion has turned them so far away they will not turn unless somebody filled with God's Holy Spirit. Do what Jesus did. Have compassion on them all. See where they're at. Consider yourself. You could be there in that same spot. And what would you want people to do for you if you were in that same spot? Would you want them to come and tell you how God's mad at you and if you quit doing that, maybe your life would be better? Or would you want them to come and say, Jesus loves you just where you're at. And He wants you just the way you are. He loves you that much. He will pick you up out of that dirty, broken, rotten place that we dig our own pits and fall in, and God will reach in and pull us out and set us up on that rock, that solid foundation of Jesus Christ. He is that solid foundation. And His love, mercy, and grace. Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn. I come to give life and that more abundantly. I come to seek and save the lost, not come to kill and destroy the lost. He came to show what love really looks like. And the scriptures, everywhere you see where Jesus looks out on the people and he has compassion. And here's the disciples like, oh Lord, tell these people to go away. We're wore out. We've been doing this for hours, you know. I'm tired, I'm hungry, and I'm, I'm just sick of this. Get rid of these people so we can all take a break. And Jesus is like, no, you guys go on. But I have compassion on them. And he heals them all. He loves them all. He don't pick out saying, well, was you at church Sunday? Well, I don't think I got anything for you. No, Jesus is not like that. We're all broken. That's why I look at church. Church is nothing but a place full of broken people. And if you come in and don't think you're broken, well, you might want to go out and reevaluate your life. Because none of us can say we're better than anybody else. Because none of us are no good. The scripture says that there's none good. Only God's good. But sometimes religion forgets that. And, you know, I remember before I turned to God, I always thought to myself, you know what? If I got to be like those people, I'm not going there, man. I don't want no part of that. But then I met Jesus. Love. I met what real love is in my mess. Where people said, well, if you got sin in your heart, God won't hear you. Well, then I guess he don't hear none of us then. And that's when I found out what real love is. Susie and I did. Because we were the most messed up people you'd ever meet. And then Jesus came into our lives. Gave us that hope. Church didn't come to us. The church avoided us. We know who those druggies are. Go down a different road. Don't even look at them. Well, Jesus came straight to us. And said, I love you just the way you are. And I'm going to do something in your life and I'm gonna use you for my glory. And He has. And He continues to do that. Even with Susie's music and her songs, they live on. They do. They're awesome. I'm gonna make sure they live on. I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I just know God gave her those songs to bring life to the hurting people, to lift people up. So that's where we're at in prophecy. You see these signs, He's even at the door. He says to watch. Watch. Look up. Be spiritually alert. Know your scriptures. Don't go by what someone tells you. Dig in the word yourself. And ask God when you get there to reveal it to you. And He will reveal Himself to you. He will reveal His word to your heart. And let you know that He loves you just the way you are. And He wants to bring you up and raise you up as His child. And that's the way it is with kids. You get born again, you're a little baby, you don't know nothing. you got to depend on your parents to take care of you for years until you can take care of yourself. Until you're old enough and you've got enough in you that you can take care of yourself. That's how it is with God. He calls us, we become little babes in Jesus Christ. And some of us it takes longer than others God never gives up. He loves us. He shows us what love is. And He wants us to be a reflection of Him to this world that's lost. To this world that's beat down. People that will not come to church. And I don't blame them. Sometimes, you know what, it's better off if they stay out of churches because then they'll go to these churches and get duped. And it's a sad thing. Very, very sad thing. That's why us as Christians, as followers of Jesus, we got to know what the Word says for yourself. Don't depend on someone else. Know it for yourself. Study, search, seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. That's Jesus saying that to you. Seek. He don't want us to be left in the dark at all. Let's go to Thessalonians chapter 5. Apostle Paul, talking to the church in Thessalonians. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But then he says, but you, brethren, but you people who follow Jesus, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others, but let us watch and be sober. Watch and be sober. Spiritually alert. Be alert. See your surroundings. Of course, we don't know what day is coming, but we can see the signs. And like he said, we're not in the dark. This stuff shouldn't overtake us. But how long have they been saying peace and safety? Have you guys ever heard that on the news? That's the words they use over in the Middle East. They're trying to get this covenant going for peace and security. Peace and safety. They've been doing that for over 70 years now. Peace and safety. That's what they're doing. And that's what they're saying. That's the word they're saying right now. Exact words. But we know... That's not going to happen until the Prince of Peace returns. So there's some more signs that we're looking at. It Kind of gives you an idea where we're at. We are that fig tree generation. I really believe that with all my heart. In May, Israel will have their 75th birthday. 75 years since they became a nation again after almost 2,000 years. But before that, they were a nation for a long time. For over 1,000 years. King David... King Saul and then the people when they came over with Joseph when they came over the Jordan into the promised land they've been around for a long time but then they got scattered like God said and that's what's so amazing God said this was going to happen you know why they got scattered they rejected the Messiah they turned their back on the Holy One of Israel and right now God is doing a work over there and around the world and he's going to open their eyes He said he was going to. There's a veil. The scripture says there's a veil over people's eyes where they can't see the truth. No matter how hard they look, they can't see it. God will take that veil off and it will will reveal everything to you. So in your heart, in your life, seek God and ask Him to reveal and and tell Him that you don't want to be left in the dark. You want to know where we're at in in the world we live in. What to look for. But here's our mission. Occupy. Love God. Love people. Up till the day we're snatched out of here. That's our mission. Don't get so focused looking at prophecy that you forget how to love people. That you forget how to show that compassion and care about the hurting and the lost. Because there's a balance there. We've got to get on that balance because I know in my own life I could get so tied up in prophecy I just focus on just that and I forget the other stuff. About loving God and loving people. About being kindness. The fruit of the Spirit. Gentleness, meekness, holiness. we just got a precious Savior that poured His blood out for all of us. He paid the price for us to be part of His family. And all we have to do is say, yes, Lord, I receive it. And you're saved. Don't get caught up in a bunch of works that ain't going to profit you nothing. It'll bring death. Because you'll beat yourself up trying to be good enough. It's not going to happen. Just come to God and say, here I am, Lord. I surrender some. (laughs) I surrender most. But I'm working on surrendering all. Let's pray. Holy Father. We thank you for your word and your faithfulness, Lord, to us. We thank you most of all, Lord, for this love and the power of your Holy Spirit that you have provided for all who call upon your name. Oh, Lord, thank you that we're not in the darkness about where we're at in the times that we live in, that you have revealed your whole plan in your holy word, that we are not left in the darkness. Lord, may we as your church grab a hold of your truth and go show this hurting world what love really looks like. And we thank you, Father, for your love for us. In Jesus' holy name, amen.